The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And if you're new to DraftKings, you got to check this out. New customers bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code ROSS. That's code ROSS for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net in New York. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21-plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. If you'd like to make your NFL games a little more interesting, you've come to the right place. It's the Even Money Podcast with Ross Tucker and Steve Fezzik. Yeah, Vegas, baby, Vegas. It is the Even Money Podcast presented by DraftKings, America's number one rated sports book app. We love DraftKings. They got a special giveaway, by the way. Anybody that signs up for DraftKings this week, and puts the code Ross in, takes a screenshot of it on their phone, gets the DraftKings app, puts the code Ross in, screenshots that, send it to me. I will send you a card or a picture signed. Every one of you. There's no like, hey, you enter to win. No, every single one of you that goes ahead and just signs up for the DraftKings app, puts the code in Ross, you tell me you want to sign like four by six, send you a nice mailer envelope or a signed football card, Cowboys, Redskins, Bills, you guys tell me you got it. I am Ross Tucker, former NFL offensive lineman, five teams, seven years, had a blast, awesome temp job in my 20s. Now I got five podcasts as part of the Ross Tucker Podcast Network, including this one, Even Money, which is extremely popular, as you might imagine, because Steve and I do well and because betting is popular. At Ross Tucker NFL, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. We have a YouTube page, youtube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. And a lot of you have been signing up to become patrons, patreon.com slash RT Media. Why? Because if you become a Tuckheads level patron, you can see in black and white all of Steve and I's bets every single week. So you don't need to scram, write them down. While you're working out or while you're driving, you don't need to listen back a second time. You can just go ahead and become a patron, patreon.com slash RT Media. We, by the way, are at Ross Tucker Pod on social media, Twitter and Instagram. I've mentioned Steve's name twice now. That's Steve Fezzik, of course, at Fezzik Sports on Twitter, the only two-time winner of the Super Bowl of professional football gambling the Westgate at the Super uh, Westgate Super Contest out there in Vegas. Hello, Steve. How are you, Ross? We're halfway through, and it's an election day. Yeah, you know, I mean, I don't know when everybody listens to the show. Hopefully they listen to it as soon as possible because we usually give them some pretty good line value. 
I swear every week, Steve, when we do this and we give out our bets, the lines move in our direction more often than not. Uh, but how about this? For people that listen, do you have a – I think you can do it offshore. I don't even know what DraftKings has up on uh, on the election stuff. Do you have any election thoughts, election betting thoughts, Steve? So Biden is currently a minus 210 favorite. That means he should win about two-thirds of the time. If you were going to make one bet on the election, I think you should bet Biden risk $9 to win a dollar to win the popular vote. Let's face it, Hillary Clinton won the popular vote by, I think, 48% to 46%. So the polling can be inaccurate and the like, but it would have to be so significantly inaccurate to swing all the way that Trump would win the popular vote. It is um, probably like a 5% chance at most. And I think that I'm being extremely generous that Trump would win the popular vote. So laying nine to make a dollar, I hate to say it's free money, but it's gonna win, Ross. Got it. All right. Well, I appreciate that. Is a that is a good tip. Speaking of good tips, we had a couple listeners that said, "Hey, can you guys give out at least a, a lean, a force lean on every game?" So we're doing that now for you guys. We also are um, going ahead and letting you know where you can get all of our picks at Patreon.com/slash/RT Media. So we are improving. Please help us. Please spread the word to your friends and family members, and also. Please, if you haven't already, get that DraftKings app on your phone. More on that later. Steve, week eight was a battle, an absolute battle for me, man. And I thought I was this close to coming out ahead of the ledger until Daniel Jones converted a fourth and six, a fourth and five, a fourth and 16. Levante David drops a pick, and Daniel Jones throws a beautiful pass to Golden Tate. And my Eagles Bucks two team teaser busts. I would have been up one unit for the week if that cashed. Instead, I was down three units, four unit swing based on the Bucks not being able to stop the Giants on that last drive. That hurts. I mean, that is a big swing. So, anyway, I was down three units for the week. You were up one unit. We will dive into it looking at our best bets. We were one and one on our best bets. Our first best bet, and by the way, these are all what the lines were last week on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. So every line we ever give you is what it is at DraftKings as we're recording the show, which is once again back to noon on Tuesday, noon Eastern on Tuesday. So trying to get you the lines pretty early. Steve, we both had the Panthers laying two and a half they lost by eight to the Falcons. We were, that was the best bet. We both put one unit up. We were just wrong. Uh, kudos to the Falcons for coming out and playing hard. They won the game. They were the better team. And I had a lot this week, Steve. If I'm being honest, I was just wrong on, and this is one of them. Yeah, and Julio Jones makes that team so much better. He was not healthy the first half of the year. He's had three straight big games and Falcons are certainly undervalued. Considering they had three losses where they had over a 96% chance to win, here's a 2-6 and six team that really should be at least 4-4. Four and four. Colts, Lions, I leaned Colts, uh, you leaned Lions, and then you actually had the Lions as part of your teaser with the Eagles uh, that did not work. You teased the Lions up to 10, 
they got slaughtered in the game 41-21. So neither one of our teasers, my Eagles Bucks, your Eagles Lions, neither one of our teasers came through for us, unfortunately. Then we get to Vikings Packers. You know, I got hurt this week, Steve, by going against my philosophy. I usually take the points. This week, Panthers were a favorite. Cost me. Packers laying six and a half. They lose the game outright to the Vikings. And I lose a unit there. You took the under 53 and a half for two units in Vikings, Packers. That came through for you, Steve. Well done. I am still surprised the Packers are only able to score 22 points in that game. Yeah, and then as a pro gambler, there's nothing better than playing something like under 53 and a half that winds up closing 49 and lands in the middle. And you got there because you got to the number early, got the weather report early. And that's really what separates the winning bettors from the non-winning bettors is making bets at numbers that are impossible to get at post and they call it closing line value, CLV. You want to tell me, you want to ask me, am I going to win as a sports better? I don't need to see how you did your last 100 bets. All I need to see is what your closing line value is. If it's not positive, you are not going to win. Patriots, Bills. Uh, I leaned Bills. You put one unit on the Bills. Patriots almost won the game, almost tied it. Bills were laying three and a half. I don't know if that game said more about the Patriots or the Bills, Steve. Says something about that Bills defense that in 25-mile-an-hour wins and with the Pats being down their top two wide receivers, that the Pats still had 21 points and were driving for another score. That Bills defense was really good last year. It's no good this year. titans Bengals. The Titans were laying six points on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. And uh, you and I both leaned Tennessee. I'm glad that's all we did. They lost the game outright by 11. Raiders, Browns. I put a unit on the Browns laying the two and a half. And they lost by 10. They lost outright by 10. You put two units on the under. Steve, you killed it with the weather last week, man. I was not... I had not looked ahead that much. I had not seen that the weather was going to be that bad. 16 to 6, and you got it under 52 and a half. You got to be kidding me. The, the field goals are going sideways. You killed it with the look-ahead weather, Steve, and that's why you were up for the week, and that's why I was down for the week. Man, I wish I had, you know, trailed your picks there. Uh, you were all over it. Yeah, and even on Sunday morning – they flashed around the country, and you could see there was going to be windy in Chicago, windy in Green Bay, but then they went to the mistake on the lake at Cleveland, and you see the white caps in Lake Erie going up and down, and the wind blowing at 45 miles an hour, and that was clearly the most significant weather of the day, and oftentimes line moves are too big for weather-related games, especially snow games. But 40 is like a magic number. When the wind goes to 40, Ross, you ever playing the game with the wind over 40 miles an hour? Yes, I did. Yeah. You can go back and check. I want to say it might have been the Rams 2004, but there was a game where Ryan Lindell, our field goal kicker, kicked like a 
maybe a 38-yarder, 42-yarder, something like that, Steve. It went up, stopped, came back, and landed at my feet. Landed at my feet. A 40-yard field goal. It was the craziest thing I've ever seen, which is why it was an unbelievable job by Zerline to kick that, like, knuckler line drive the other night for the Cowboys. Yeah, the uh, the stinger, uh, Tiger Woods style, never gets more than 20 feet off the ground, absolutely. But like these badass win games, especially when it's a crosswind is ideal. When it's a headwind, tailwind, it's not as good because a team that has the wind has such a significant advantage with the ball. But when you get those crosswinds, can't kick, can't throw, can't score. So uh, Jets, Chiefs, neither one of us placed a wager there. Rams, Dolphins, neither one of us wanted to get involved there. Steelers, Ravens. I put one unit on the Steelers getting the four. You put one unit on the Ravens laying the four. At DraftKings, Steelers win outright 28-24. Boy, the Ravens were the better team in that game. I mean, you just can't turn the football over like that. But they sh- that that's going to be a killer loss for them. And that's what Lamar Jackson does in the biggest games. He doesn't come through. And that ultimately, I'm not going to say I made a good bet because I don't think I did because how many times do we have to see it with Lamar Jackson? Avoid him in the biggest games. Just bet him to be a bully and crush bad teams. Let's get to Chargers Broncos, Steve. We both took the Broncos getting three and a half points. That was pretty fortunate, how that collapse went down, how the pass interference with one second left, the K.J. Hamler touchdown. You know what, Steve? It counts, though. I apologize for nothing because we lose a lot of games like that, but that was uh, fortuitous is how I will describe it. Two units each, and it was a best bet. Chargers are now 0-3 with 17-point leads. The rest of the NFL, 50 two and four uh you know this is the rare charger collapse i can't blame this one on anthony lynn it was just a confluence of unfortunate events if you bet on the chargers saints bears i put you know on the bears getting the four they came through for me um i'm telling you man underdogs getting the points that's my that's my jam niners seahawks except for this one i put two units on the niners getting um, three points. They lost 37-27. Jimmy G was terrible. They were bad. Uh, The Seahawks defense actually looked decent in that one. And um, ultimately, I went ahead and lost two units there. That hurt. Cowboys-Eagles is one leg of my teaser. Uh, Giants-Bucks, the other leg of my teaser. We already talked about that. So again, Steve, for week eight, I was down three units. That stunk. You were up a unit, which is nice. One for one on our best bets. Year to date, I am still up 16 units. You are now up four units. So you're coming along there, Steve. And our best bets, 14 and nine. So we still have a 61% success rate on our best bets. Let's dive into week nine in the National Football League. All right, Ross, started off with week nine on Thursday Night Football. The Green Bay Packers at the San Francisco 49ers. Green Bay laying four points with a total of 50 and a half. So this line has been all over the place this morning. And that's because of the news about 
Niners injuries and now contact tracing for the Packers and Jamal Williams won't play. It appears they'll have to go with two running backs who have very little experience. There's just too much unknown, too much uncertainty for me here. I guess I would take the Niners and the points if I if you're forcing a lean for me for you guys because the uncertainty. Maybe I would take Nick Mullins and the Niners. He looked pretty good when he was out there, but no George Kittle hurts. I'm going to pass. I'll lean Niners. I'll lean Niners as well. Also, on these Thursday games, you don't want to be traveling significantly on a short week. That's been a profit maker to just take the home team in those circumstances. And I got to tell you, this line has moved so dramatically uh, early in the week. This It was below three. And now that it's up to, um, you know, four and five, it's um, it's getting to the point where I think we're going to have to play the Niners. But I'm, I'm greedy. I think it might go up to six. Six would be my buy price. Steve, let's go to Sunday where the Seattle Seahawks are two and a half point favorites at the Buffalo Bills. Total 54. So I have to pass on the Bills, even though there looks to be some value here. I thought that defensive performance was terrible against New England in bad conditions. Like I mentioned, top wide receivers out for New England, and New England easily could have put 24, 27, 28 on them before the final cam fumble. So if anything, I would lean Seattle, but I pass. Yeah, I'm going to pass this one as well. Um I would probably lean Seattle also. I, I don't like what I'm seeing from the Bills defensively, and the Seahawks defense looked a little bit better. So this is a lean Seattle for me, but I'm not going to pull the trigger on it as well for the reasons you mentioned, Steve. All right, Ross, the Denver Broncos, they're getting four points at the Atlanta Falcons, total 50. Yeah, so listen, the Broncos got fortunate last week. Um, the Falcons get a little extra time to prepare but who are the Falcons to be laying four points? I still just don't see it. Um, I'm going to roll with Denver again. You know, they got some momentum. They're feeling good about themselves. I think they can keep it close against the Falcons. I think it's a toss-up. I wouldn't be surprised if the Broncos won the game. So Denver plus four, two units. Going to play the total. I'll go over the 50 for two units. Uh, Denver and Drew Locke got their mojo back. Although Drew Locke really should have been penalized 15 yards for the world's worst celebration dance after his two touchdowns at the end of the game. And certainly Atlanta with Julio Jones can put up some significant points. So party with Drew Locke and we'll go over. Steve, the Chicago Bears are getting five and a half points at the Tennessee Titans. Our total in this one is 46 and a half. Boy, the markets just love these Titans, don't they? Doesn't matter that the Titans give up 31 points to the Bungles. Bengals were down three of their best O-linemen, and the wind was blowing in the Queen City. Titans couldn't stop them at all. I don't understand this love for the Tennessee Titans. I have them rated as my 13th best team, and there's no way they should be laying this many points. I'll take the Bears, two units. I'm with you on this one, Steve. This does not make a whole lot of sense to me. I will take the Chicago Bears. Look, I think I think this will be a really close game. Could go either way. The Bears don't get blown out. Their defense is too good. Now, the Titans traded for Desmond King. I don't think it makes that much of a difference. Bears getting the five and a half. I'm with you. Two units. Best bet. The best bet. 
Ross, the Detroit Lions are getting four and a half points at the Minnesota Vikings with a total of 53. Yeah, a lot of love given evidently to the Vikings for that performance against the Packers. Lions got beat down pretty badly. I guess I understand that, but I don't think these teams are that different. I, I think these teams are actually very similar. Four and a half points is too many, so I'll take it. Detroit Lions plus four and a half, two units against the Vikings. I agree. The line has adjusted for Kenny, Kenny Galladay being out, who is a big deal, but he's not that big of a deal. Now that it's at four and a half, sure. Give me the Lions two units, best bet. The best bet. Steve, the Baltimore Ravens coming out uh, after that loss. They are in Indianapolis, and they are still three-point favorites, 44 and a half the total. Yeah, what a disappointment for them to lose to the Steelers. I don't know what to make of that really good game that Indianapolis played. Getting Darius Leonard was really important on defense back. I'm going to pass this game. Yeah, um, I kind of going back and forth on this one, whether I want to play. I mean, I would not lay the points with the Ravens. It's either the Colts or not play it. I like that the Colts offense is playing better. And now there's no Ronnie Stanley for the Ravens. I'll put one unit on the Colts at home getting three points. Ross, the Houston Texans are laying six and a half points at the Jaguars, 51 and a half the total. It appears as if the Jaguars are playing a rookie quarterback in Jake. I don't know if it's Luton or Luton. I don't know how to even say his last name. That's a new new betting philosophy for me, Steve. If I'm not 100% sure how to say the quarterback's last name, I'm staying away from that game. So I'm staying away from the Texans and Jaguars until at least I find out how to say Jake Luton or Luton's last name. This is a no play for me. I guess I would lay the points with the Texans. The Jags are bad. They're about sort of six-round rookie quarterback, but it's just a lean. It's not a, It's not an official play for me. Yeah, it's always great when there are complete unknowns like Ben DiNucci for Dallas – and there's no real way to even quantify anything on him because you don't have any preseason reps even. Easy pass. Steve, the Giants at the Washington football team. Uh, Washington favored by three with a total of 41 and a half. So when these two teams just played recently, we talked about neither one of these teams can be favored by three. Home field's not worth very much. I don't think anything's really changed. So uh, we took the points in the last game. We'll take the points here. I'll take the Washington football team plus the field goal, two units. Well, wait a minute. Uh, correction. I'll take I'll take the New York Giants football team plus the three points, two units. Thank you. Yeah, you know, this was three and a half like an hour ago when I was prepping for the show, and I loved it at two units. Tell me this, Steve. Is it rational? I was going to have two units on the Giants at plus three and a half. Now that it's plus three – I kind of only want to do one unit. Is that mathematically rational or am I totally stupid? Oh, it's completely rational to, to bet a whole lot less on that game because when a team's favored by three, they win by three almost 10% of the time. So you could well justify that you had a 57% bet plus three and a half that essentially has become a 52% bet at plus three. Right, but I still just push. 
Yes, but if you're a 52% bet laying at minus $1.10 is a losing bet, and a 57% bet laying minus $1.10 is like a 10% return on investment. Got it. All right, well, I'm going to go one unit on the Giants getting three points now. That's what my gut tells me. My gut's been very good to me on this show. So Giants plus the three, one unit. It's another best bet. The best bet. Ross, the next game is the Las Vegas Chargers there. Las Vegas Chargers. The Las Vegas Raiders there at the L.A. Chargers. And Chargers favored by one and a half with a total of 53. This is another one that's annoying me. Oh, what would you say? Chargers favored by one and a half? Yes. Okay, great. Then I'm going to tease up the Raiders to uh, getting seven and a half. I'll tease the Raiders up to seven and a half, and I'm going to pair that with New England teasing the Patriots down to minus one against the Jets. So Vegas Raiders up to plus seven and a half, Patriots down to minus one. To be my only two-team teaser this week. That is a two-unit teaser. I'm going to pass this game. This is one of those games where no fans is going to significantly help one of the two teams, but it's going to help the home team because the Chargers would have had to deal with the stadium that was taken over by all the Southern California Raider fans. And so now that there are no fans, that actually benefits the Chargers of all people. I'll lean Chargers. Steve, the next game is Pittsburgh and Dallas, and there's no line. Is that uh, because of Andy Dalton status? Yes, so uh, no one has a line on it. All right, so we will move on to Miami at Arizona. And what do we got here? Four and a half points. Uh, the Cardinals are favored with a total of 47 and a half. So strong lean to Arizona. One of the weirdest games you will ever see is the Miami Dolphin victory over the Rams, where they win by 11 points. First downs 31 to 8 in favor of the Rams. Yardage over 300 yards in favor of the Rams. Tua basically didn't have to do anything because the Dolphins of their 28 points scored. They had punt return touchdown, fumble six touchdown, uh, fumble return to the one yard line, and a 33 yard touchdown drive. So basically, three special teams, defensive scores, and a real short drive on offense. So on the scoreboard, impressive actual results. Didn't get to see much of Tua at all because he just had to hand the ball off for the entire game. Um, I think Miami overvalued based upon that game. I'd look Arizona. Yeah, you know, uh, Tua did not play very well. Cardinals coming off a bye. I'm not going to play the game. I would lean Miami getting the four and a half the way that defense is playing. But I just don't feel good enough about Tua yet to be comfortable betting on him. Sunday night football, Ross, the Tampa Bay Bucks they are at home against the New Orleans Saints. Tampa Bay favored by five and a half, and the total is 52. Yeah, I, I, that's too much for me. Um, the, the Bucks have kind of been hit or miss a little bit. I think they're a very good team, but the Saints stay with you. I mean, the Saints are not going to get blown out. I think the Saints could win the game. So if you're going to give me five and a half points, I'll take it. New Orleans plus the five and a half against the Bucks, coming off a tough Monday night game. New Orleans plus five and a half, two units. Makes a lot of sense to me. You know, this is a game, if the Saints win this game, 
I think we're all going to be in agreement saying, you know what, the Saints were are, are the slightly better team. And we're going to look back on this line, they're like, but they were catching five and a half points against an inferior foe. I mean, both these teams are really close in my power ratings. I do have Tampa Bay just slightly better right now, but uh, with a limited home field advantage, sure. Give me the Saints two units. Monday night football. We've got best bet. That is a best, best bet. bet. Sorry about that. The best bet. All right. Now, Monday Night Football. It's the Patriots and the Jets. Ross, we already had your Patriot bet, but Steve, we'll start with you. The Patriots, seven point favorites at the Jets. Total is 41. So, what's interesting is that the Patriots cover against Buffalo, but I downgraded them because I think everyone knows it's over. It's over for the Patriots. Dream crusher. They're not going to the playoffs now. How will this team respond to Belichick? And the intensity that is the New England Patriots, I don't know. I don't know if it's going to be positive. I know this. The Jets have one cover this year, and it was a fortuitous one when Buffalo imploded in the red zone. I don't want the Jets. I pass. Yeah, I already mentioned this. I'm teasing the the Patriots down to minus one. Look, I mean, the Patriots are going to win the game. The, The Jets are not beating the New England Patriots in this game. Maybe the Jets can keep it interesting or close, but they're not going to win the game late. I just can't imagine that that would happen. So, again, I'm teasing the uh, Patriots with the Las Vegas Raiders as my two-unit teaser. Uh, Brian, before I forget, do you have another one or no? No. Do I have another what? Did we did we skip Carolina-Kansas City? Did I miss that one? I've got here on DraftKings Sportsbook app, I've got Kansas City laying 10.5. Kansas City's laying 10.5. The total is 53. What do you have, Steve? I'm going to pass this game. I will say, boy, is Kansas City like the quietest Super Bowl champion ever. They just roll along, do their business. No one really talking about them too much. And I know in the futures odds, Kansas City's sitting like still at plus 350. And boy, that looks cheap to me for the clear-cut um, favorite to win the Super Bowl. So I'm going to pass this game. If you haven't bet Kansas City to win the Super Bowl, though, I'd go ahead and bite a piece of them. Remember, there's um, if things go according to Hoyle, there's um, going to be seven playoff teams in the AFC, and only one gets a bye, and that's very likely right now, I believe, to be Kansas City, not Pittsburgh, not Baltimore. So Kansas City to win the Super Bowl. Yeah, so I would lean. Uh, I would lean Carolina here, getting the ten and a half points. I was strongly considering putting a unit on it. They played Thursday, bad loss them against the Falcons. I kind of feel like the young, the young Carolina team will come out and be able to hang. It's just hard. The Chiefs are able to score in bunches, so hard for me to do it. I'll just lean Carolina. I will not actually do it. That'll do it, by the way. For this week's Even Money podcast. Remember Steve's tip on betting the election. If you listen to this in time, you can always check us out, youtube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. You can always get all of these picks written down. Patreon.com slash RT Media. Sign up to be a Tuckhead and get access to our private Slack channel. You'll love it and you'll get all the bets in written form, which is nice. And other than that, Remember, you sign up for the DraftKings Sportsbook app, 
Send me an email, ross at rosstucker.com with a screenshot of you doing it. I'll send you a signed picture or card. You tell me what you'd like. Other than that, good luck, everybody. Hope you guys win some money. Thanks for listening to the Even Money Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, the Fantasy Feast, Business of Sports, and the College Draft. All available at Apple Podcasts, rosstucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found.